Hi, welcome to Decentralized, a podcast on the crypto space, where I'll be talking about the crypto landscape, the crypto infrastructure, crypto assets, and the crypto market, as well as factors that affect it. My name is Lorraine Mutiaba, and I am the host of Decentralized. What a couple of weeks we've had. On March 9th, Silvergate Bank announced that it would wind down its operations. Four days later, Silicon Valley Bank, SVB, failed suddenly. Two days after that, Signature Bank was shut down. The failure of this U.S. banks raised questions about the health of other small regional U.S. banks and resulted in the creation of a program that would hopefully and will hopefully ensure that banks facing the same headwinds that failed SVB remain standing. What does this have to do with crypto? Did crypto play any role in this? And what does it mean for the crypto space in the United States and around the world? That's what I'm going to be focusing on today. SVB primarily served clients in the technology, life science, healthcare, and venture capital sectors in the U.S. and around the world. It also served startups in the crypto space, although they were a small percentage of its customer base. Last week, SVB experienced a classic run on the bank. A flight of deposits due to a loss in confidence in the bank. Like most banks, SVB practiced fractional reserve banking, where banks keep only a fraction of their total deposits as cash reserves and lend out or invest the rest. The fraction of the deposits kept in reserve is determined by the reserve requirements set by the central bank of a country. That would be the US Fed in the United States and the Bank of Uganda in Uganda. Since June 2022, the cash reserve requirement for banks operating in Uganda has been 10%. SVB deposited the bulk of its customer deposits in long-dated government bonds, primarily 10-year bonds. As interest rates increase, these long-dated bonds lose market value. So when the Fed, the U.S. Central Bank, decided to increase interest rates to fight inflation, SVB's investment portfolio, which comprised primarily of these long-dated government bonds, lost its value. In addition, the deposits that um, SVB held had also dwindled for a number of reasons. So it decided to sell some of these long-dated bonds at a loss and announced it would be issuing new shares to cover the shortfall. Unfortunately, this sequence of actions had the unintended effect of leading to a run on the bank. 
This run on the inability of SVB to raise capital or to find a buyer for itself led to its failure. Now, signature banks have clients in a variety of sectors, primarily real estate and the legal sectors, as well as some clients in the crypto space. They only accounted for 25% of its deposits. It's not yet clear why Signature was shut down. Although it experienced a run on the bank on Friday last week, it was not in the same dire straits that SVB had found itself in. Now, Silvergate Bank was one of the leading providers of financial services to crypto companies. Its problems stemmed from dwindling deposits due to the crypto winter, its association with FTX and Alameda Research, and having to sell its investment portfolio like SVB did to show up its balance sheet and meet withdrawal requests. It was then struck by other headwinds that resulted in it voluntarily deciding to wind down operations. There were other small regional banks in America serving disparate customers that found themselves in a situation similar to SVBs, who had similar investment portfolios, who if they had experienced a run on the bank would have failed. The US banking sector seems to be in crisis. Crypto did not cause this crisis. Um, many factors are at play here. A Fed policy that seems to be having negative unintended effects, poor risk management, lack of diversification of an investment portfolio, panic. Crypto did not cause any of these things but it has been affected by what has happened in traditional finance. And that's what I'm going to talk about next. In the last quarter of 2022, Circle, the company that issues USDC, the second largest stablecoin, counted six banks among its banking partners. Half of those banks have failed. Like Circle, several crypto businesses are going to have to find alternative banking partners at a time when banks in the U.S. are being advised to limit their exposure to crypto. There are banks willing to work with crypto businesses, thankfully, but the reality is that their numbers have dwindled. Overseas banks could also be an option. According to a Reuters report, banks in Switzerland are seeing an influx of interest from American crypto companies since the collapse of SVB and Signature. There has been talk of contagion in the crypto space destabilizing the traditional financial system, which I think is a valid concern, 
but one that requires putting in place thoughtful policies that protect one sector without stifling another. What came out of this past week is that contagion can spread from either direction. We learned, for example, that stablecoins are not that stable and their prices can be temporarily but significantly affected by considerable headwinds originating in traditional finance, which really doesn't bode well for crypto assets whose price should remain pretty much stable. Following the failure of SVB, when it seemed that more banks would fall, and after the disclosure that some of the reserves backing USDC were held at SVB, many stablecoins lost their peg to the US dollar. Despite attempts by Circle to reassure the market, USDC plunged as low as 82 cents on certain decentralized protocols. Although it and other stablecoins with no exposure to the failed banks have since recovered. I'll touch on this some more in the next episode. That's, that's all I have for you today. Um, a crisis seems to be afoot in the U.S. banking sector. And that has um, ramifications for the crypto space. But if you have anything to say about anything I've shared today, feel free to reach out on Twitter at decent underscore podcast. Until next time, take care of yourselves. <laughs>